Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. This is a second message regarding fruitfulness. Let us pray. Father, we come to you with a hungry heart. We ask you, Lord, to open our eyes to see the truth from heaven. Open our ears to hear what the Spirit of God wants to say to the church. And Lord, make our ear receptive to your word. Make our heart soften, Lord, to be changed, to practice what we learn. Help us, Lord, to walk in the fear of God, that we will not ignore what you want the church, what to say to the church, Lord. But we take heed of what we hear. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me read John chapter 15, verses 1 to 2 again. I am the true wine, and my Father is the wine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Which group do you want to be in? The group that Jesus will take away or the group that God, Jesus, will prune and make more fruit? Which one? The first one or the second one? Second one. We want to be a branch that bears fruit. God compares us to the branch and He is the vine. And if we connect to the vine continuously, we will bear fruit. And not only that, God compares us to a building. He is a builder that builds a building. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, talk about we are the building of God. And we need to build on the right foundation, that is Jesus Christ. And everyone should build. We build our own life to become more like Christ. The foundation is Christ, and as we build ourselves, we have the fruit. That fruit is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That we become more loving, have more faith, have more compassion, have more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, more submission to God. We build our life to be the temple or to be the building that is very usable and very productive for the kingdom of God. If you don't have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you may not be as productive. And not only that, we build each other up. We build one another. We build a building. We come to church to build one another up. But we have to be careful because God says we want to produce fruit, more fruit and fruit that will remain. That's why God says we need to build the right way, use the right material. And God talking about the material called gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw. The Lord said that on the last day, everyone going to have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And the fire, you know, there are a few kind of fires. You know how many kind of fires we have to go through? Uh, we don't have to go through the last one, I hope. Four kind of fire. Number one, the fire of the Holy Spirit. If you go through the fire of the Holy Spirit now, on that day, the day of judgment, the fire at the day of judgment will not burn all the things that we 
produce or we make a way and we will go to heaven empty hand. We will suffer loss, loss of the reward. If we let the fire of God burn us now to have the right attitude, to have the right motive, to reap right and to do the right thing, to follow the Holy Spirit. But if we don't choose the fire of the Holy Spirit now in the church, on that day at the throne, we're going to face another kind of fire, the fire of judgment that can burn the wrong things. And many of us who build the kingdom of God with the wrong motive, in the wrong way, in the fleshly way, they will suffer loss. We will suffer the loss or the loss of the rewards. And the third kind of fire, we call the fire of hardship, that we all go through the fire of hardship, like what we just heard the testimony, that he went through hardship to mold him, to change him, so that he will repent, so that he will be changed, so that he will give up a lot of idols in his life, smoking, drinking, using bad language, whatever God wants to deal with us by putting us through the fire of hardship. And the fourth kind of fire is the fire of hell, the eternal lake of fire, that we should not be there. So that is for the unbelievers. We should not be there at the eternal lake of fire. Amen? And we have only one life to live. If we're going to be fruitful, one of the aspect that we need to focus on is about the issue of time. I mentioned already that the time is one of the most precious things in our life. We lose our car, we can buy a new car. We lose our house, we can buy a new house. But when we lose time, or our time just run by without any productivity, that time will never come back. Time is priceless. Time is irreproducible. And not only that, time is limited. We all have certain amount of days on earth here. One day, we're going to die. Therefore, we have limited time on earth. Unfortunately, a lot of people we call the fool will trade the irrepressible, priceless time with the activities that are not productive or common, or not helping anybody. They just waste their time away. And the Bible calls those people the fool. But if we know how to manage our time wisely, the Bible calls us the wise. How many people want to be the wise? The wise know how to manage the time. The wise will not throw away months and days and hours of life into something not productive, something that will waste away, something that will not make any difference, and sometimes even something that will hurt people and cause problems in life. I noticed one thing, that a lot of people in this world forget about the issue of time. They think that they will have all the time that they want in life. They think that they will live forever. They will never die. They think that, oh, I can have another 20 years to go. A lot of people plan make a lot of plans, but those plans never happen. They die before the, they can follow the plan they make. Some people make a plan, I'm going to buy a house in Hawaii, I'm going to retire soon at 40 years old, I'm going to win lottery, and one day I'm going to just sit on the beach and have good time, then they will be able to enjoy what they're thinking about because they die beforehand. Life span is very limited. 
We don't even know we have tomorrow or not. I believe that if today your spirit come out from your body, and your body is not dead yet, wait for you to come back, and you, your spirit rises up into the space out there, and you look back into the world, you will see one truth: that there are a lot of spirit living the world right now. People are dying every single minute. When you go to the airport, you heard two words: departure and arrival. Is that right? So when a baby was born, that is the time of arrival. The spirit will come into the body and birth to be a person. But when a person dies, that is a time of departure. The spirit will leave this body and either go to heaven or go to hell. All of us. Already have the time of arrival, but one of these day we're gonna face the time of departure. We all will face the time of departure. I'm glad that when I want to go to Los Angeles, I get on the airplane. I'm glad that the airplane and the pilot do not say that you know I changed my mind. I just want to just stay here. In SeaTac Airport forever, I think I like it here more than Los Angeles. I'm sorry you bought the ticket, but I'm gonna stay here, so I can sit in the airplane forever. But the airplane never depart from the airport. How do you feel if the airplane never depart from the airport? You will be mad because you have appointment in Los Angeles. You need to do a meeting, and you cannot leave. The same thing. God wants us to one day depart to be in a better place. We call heaven, and He wants us to be there with a lot of rewards, with big mansions. But we need to understand that as we have to depart one day from this world, departure one day, leaving this world, we need to avoid being entangled or being attached to the things of the world too much. Because if we attach to the things of the world too much, We're gonna end up to be like what I talk about that that airplane that just want to sit at the SeaTac airport and never want to leave because we just attached to that airport too long. We need to be ready for departure. I wonder, are you ready for departure yet? I believe I'm ready, but I don't want to depart yet. I still want to be around Pasada and my kids and my grandkids until I see my grandkids grow up. Amen. We want to stay as long as we can, but as we stay here on earth, down here before we go to heaven, we need to know why we are here. We need to know the purpose of life here. We should avoid being entangled with the things of the world too much. We need to know why God put us here on earth. Why we are here? Why did God give us the Holy Spirit? Why did God give us the Word? Why did God give us the Good church to be in. Why did God give us the wonderful brothers and sisters? There is a purpose. We are not living here, waiting to depart without a purpose. We are here for a purpose, and that purpose is to produce some fruit. We are here to produce fruit, and much fruit, and much fruit, and the fruit that remain. Everyone say, "I'm here on earth." To produce fruit, therefore we need to get the job done. 
whatever God tells us to do, whatever God ordains us to be, whatever gift God has given to us, the spiritual gift, the ability, we need to use all those things to produce fruit for God. Amen. And on that day, when we go to heaven, we can stand with a big smile on our face. God, I have done my best. I'm faithful. I have produced the fruit that I know how to. I have done my best to produce the best fruit for you. How many people want to go to heaven on that day with that big smile on your face that you have done your best in this life to produce fruit for God? On the day of departure, you can have a big smile. You will not die with suffering face and say, "God, I waste my life away. I should have done better than in the past." 20 years of my life, I have wasted 20 years of my life. We need to get ready to meet the Lord on the day of departure. Amen. And that day, I pray that all of you will pass through the fire at the throne, and you come out that your work will be glistening like a polished gold and silver and precious stone. You come out smiling. Precious, full of glory, instead of entering the pearly gates of heaven with nothing. You are saved from hell, but you suffer the loss. Amen. How can we produce the fruit that remain, and we can have gold and silver when we come out from that fire? The key is to walk with the Holy Spirit, to work with the Spirit. To follow the voice of the Spirit, why? Because the work that is done under the Holy Spirit will produce life, but the work that is produced by the flesh will produce death. In John chapter six verse sixty-three, it is the Spirit who gives life; the flesh profits nothing. Galatians chapter six verse eight, the Bible say, "For he who sows to his flesh." Will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. This is why we want to be the church that welcome the Holy Spirit. That's why we welcome the fire, because we want to train God's people in the church to be the people who will listen to the Holy Spirit, who will walk in the Spirit, who will. Obey the instruction of the Holy Spirit, and everything you do, you do out of the Holy Spirit, not out of the flesh. You can be a minister. You can serve God out of the flesh. For example, you can come to the pastor. You know, I'm a very, very educated people, but I want to be somebody here. I want to be one of the top guys in the church. Pastor Lau, I want to be a care group leader. Train me. I want that position as soon as possible. If you come to God and try to produce fruit with that kind of fleshly desire, or we call lust, the lust for position, for power, for money, for recognition, you try to make your own name great amongst the people. Everything is about me, my flesh, my desire. On that day. The fire gonna burn everything into smoke, and you're gonna get into heaven with nothing. Your hand gonna be bare, no reward. You may put in 20 years into the ministry, 
You may put in 40 years into working for God. But all those 20 and 40 years will be like a waste of your time because you are not walking in the Spirit. But you're walking in the flesh. Everything you do is just out of the flesh. I'm going to manipulate people. I'm going to control people. I'm going to use money to buy people voting for me. I'm going to use my power to force people to serve me. All the work of the flesh. Quarreling, fighting, seeking recognition, seeking money. All these things are the work of the flesh. You can still produce some fruit, but those fruit will not remain. You will suffer loss. Somebody may say, I don't care about it. I just want to pass the pearly gate. I want to let you know, don't have this kind of thinking. If you're going to go to heaven, go to heaven with good rewards, with big mansion there. Amen? You're going to go to heaven and have a lot of rewards because you produce the fruit, the spiritual fruit that will remain. You remember the Bible say about the parable of talents. God give people ten talents, five talents, one talent. A lot of people think that heaven is socialist. Everyone have the same amount of reward. Everyone have the same kind of house. Everyone have the same kind of right. Everyone have the same kind of glory. When we get to heaven, it's not socialist. In heaven, there are different levels of glory, different level of rewards, different amounts of crowds on your head. I believe that some of you might have a lot of crowds in your mansion. You hang the crowds on. The crowd of righteousness, the crowd of glory. On one day, you walk out on, in, in heaven and you put one crowd on and walk around with that crowd. Not in a prideful way, in a humble way. But God gives the, the, the crowd that will never fade away. We want to go to heaven with rewards. Some of you may take care of ten cities. Some of you take care of five cities. What determines what you're going to get in heaven? Heaven is not socialist. Heaven is fair. What determines is how you spend time on earth here. What you do with your time. Are you wasting your time away? Or you're producing something on earth here? It really depends on what you have done on earth here then the reward will be different in heaven. Amen? And the reward will last for eternity. Yes, our body is valuable. Yes, money is valuable. But time is the most valuable thing that we should manage it correctly. Amen? Whatever can affect our time positively, we call valuable things. Let me repeat one more time. Whatever affects our time positively, we call it valuable things, such as between driving a car and riding the bicycle from Seattle to Warm Beach Camp, which one is more valuable? Why is a car more valuable than a bicycle? Because it saves you a lot of time. If you ride a bicycle, it may take you 12 hours, but with a car, 45 minutes. Anything that saves your time is valuable. And I want to let you know that as God's children, we have God in our life and God is able to help us. 
God can do things for us in order to loosen up some days, some months of our life to be more productive. For example, God can send in people to help you finish the project very fast. Or God can save you many hours of life. I remember one time, I was leaving the house. We were living in Kirkland at that time. While we were backing off the car, I found out that the garage door was stuck. And pastor, I have to leave, and I have to leave. So it means I have to cancel surgery. It means that I have to be stuck there for many hours to call the garage door repairer to come and repair the garage door. That will take many hours to sit around and we cannot leave the house open like that. But God is so gracious to me. When I back out the car and I find out that the garage door is stuck, I say, God, help me. I cannot waste this time in my life. I cannot just sit around here, do nothing. I have the patient to see. I have the business to do. You know what happened? Supernaturally, a member of the church drove down into our house at that weird hour. He show up at our house at that strange hour. And he is an engineer. So when he came in, he fixed the garage door for me. And then it's done and we all can leave. God sent that man to save my many hours of that day of my life. Not only that, God can give you more days of your life. God can also give you valuable things to save your time so that you have more time to do things. God can give you a new computer faster than before. Instead of spending time to do something, you get it quick, quickly done. God can give you a new car. You used to take a bus and suddenly God say, okay, I give you a car. Somebody bought a car for you. Amen. God can give you valuable things to loosen up time for you. Would it be nice if God can give you extra money every single month that you can pay off your mortgage very quickly so that you have more time to serve God? How many people want to pay off mortgage very quickly? Can you imagine if you have to pay mortgage for 30 years, you have to work until 70 years old. One of my co-workers, he's an anesthesiologist, and he has a second marriage. And he said that, Happy wife, happy life. Second wife, work to life. <laughs> now he has a new mortgage. He just have a baby with this new wife who is younger than him. And he said he has to work until he carry a walker into the hospital until 80 years old before his kid graduate from college. And he has to pay the mortgage for 30 more years because his wife like a waterfront house, expensive house, and he has to buy for her. Because you want to please her. Can you imagine if God gave you extra money every month and you can pay off your mortgage in five years? Then you loosen your time to serve God instead of having to do a lot of work to pay your mortgage. God, pay off your debt for you. This is important. Pay off your debt. Don't have debt. So you have time to serve the Lord. Or God can make you more effective so that you can save more time to be fruitful. God can make you effective. At Harborview Hospital, when I was a resident, they called me Dr. Mum. Mum is my nickname. And not only they call me Dr. Mum, they call me Dr. Flash. 
Because I can open the skull within 20 minutes. Why other resident take about one hour? If I perform neck surgery, one level, most surgeon take two hours. I take 45 minutes. Most people who perform three level neck surgery, it takes six hours. I take one hour 45 minutes. That is because effectiveness. God make my hand flash. Get it done fast, so I can have more time to spend with Pastor Da, to spend with my grandkids, to prepare sermon, to call people, to pastor people. God can make you more effective, but the key is you need to be willing to spend your time on the things that are important instead of wasting your time away on earth here. You want to make a big difference in life. You want to produce fruit for God, and you want to produce this year more than the last 10 years. Amen. How does God do that? God will help you to spend time wisely and how to be more effective in your time by giving you wisdom, blessings, and the grace of God. These three things: the blessings. The grace and the wisdom will help you to be more effective, to redeem your time, to loosen time up for you, to make you more productive in life in the same amount of time that you have 24 hours a day. How do you get the wisdom? Proverbs chapter 9 verses 10 to 11. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me, your days will be multiplied. And years of life will be added to you. The first thing that we need to do is to fear God. To hate sin. And to obey Him. And to do whatever He is pleasing. The fear of the Lord means we do everything that is pleasing to God. If you please God, you want God to be happy, God is going to give you wisdom. And the Bible promises that when we live in the fear of God, God is going to add days into our life. God is going to add years into our life. What does it mean? This scripture means three things about adding days. Number one, it means that He extends your life for many more years. Maybe... When you were born, you are predestined to die at 60 years old because your grandma, your mom, everyone has cancer and died at 60 years old. That is a generational curse that people die young. But because of the grace of God, He extends your life from 60 to 100 years old. So you have more days in the world here. That is number one. Number two, how he adds your days. You may live 120 years old anyway, but a lot of people become unproductive at around certain age because of memory loss, because of the knee problem, back problem, some disease and sickness, some problem that attack their body because they get older. So he adds your day by preventing you from being sick 
being demented, being in Alzheimer, lose your memory, being in infected because your knee get hurt. You have to do the hip replacement, back pain. Would it be better at 70 years old you still can fly to preach the gospel because you're so healthy? He ate your day by preventing you from being demented and being sick and weak and cannot do anything with your life. And number three, when the Bible says, add the days and years into your life, it means that he makes you so productive that in one hour, you can make productivity like other people try to do 10 hours. He adds time to you by making you become more effective. What is the key of having all this time back to you and you can be productive and you can live longer and you can be healthy until the last day of your life so that you can have days that you can produce more fruit is to have the fear of the Lord. You know, sometimes I'm tempted to sin. But every time that temptation comes, I speak to the Lord. Lord, I am in the fear of God right now. Even though my flesh wants to do it, but I'm going to say no to my flesh because I fear you. I don't want to hurt you, your feeling. I don't want to make your reputation bad in the world. I am living in the fear of the Lord. And then God will add days to me. And God will help me, give me wisdom. Amen? When God gives you wisdom, it's wonderful. He will tell you what to do, what not to do. He will tell you what to quit and what to add on, how to do it, where to do it, whom you should work with. Where to go, he will tell you the spirit of wisdom will tell you everything step by step. Are you willing to have the fear of God enough to make change in your life? Some of us have this habit. We do the same thing the same way every time for years and years. But it never works. And one day the Holy Spirit show up and say, that doesn't work, you have to change the way. Sometimes we have the same habit. I notice some of us sitting in the same chair in the church for the last 10 years. Every Sunday, they sit in the same chair. They do the same thing the same way every time. Maybe that day, God said, don't sit in that chair. Go in the back and sit with somebody because somebody needs to be safe and you can witness to that person. God may change the location of your seat. God may change the way you do things. Amen? In my surgery, God showed me all the time to do new things, to just my surgery to be better and better all the time. We call the wisdom of God. Make it faster. Make it more effective for the kingdom of God. Amen? And if you can do that, we're going to be shining like gold and silver and precious stone. What is the first thing to do as we try to produce fruit on earth here? Let me warn you something. In Mark chapter 8, verse 36, everyone wants to produce fruit. I talked to many nurses and doctors in the hospital, in the operating room. Oh, these people love to do good deeds. They think that if they fly to Africa to do medical missionary for two weeks, helping people, they go out to do good deeds. But look at what the Bible says. The first thing that we need to do in order to produce the fruit that will remain is Mark chapter 8, verse 36. 
For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? The first thing is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because you can do all the good things. You can start the school. You can build a hospital in Africa. You can build a good school. You pay the money. You make a lot of good stuff happen. But you don't know Jesus. You just do good deeds. You just produce fruit on earth here. Good fruit to help the poor, to meet the need of people. But you yourself don't know Jesus. The Bible says all of these things is not going to benefit you. Because right after you stop breathing and heart stop beating, you are in hell. You lose your soul. You're not going to enjoy the reward in heaven. Only Christians can enjoy the reward of the fruit on earth here. Because we're going to live in heaven for eternity. So the first thing we need to make sure is to make sure that we are born again and we have relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? The Holy Spirit will give us wisdom. What to do, where to go. The second thing beside wisdom. How do we get wisdom? The fear of the Lord. The second thing that God wants to give to us in order to have productivity in our time is we call the grace. God gives us the grace, the supernatural provision, power to get the job done. How do we get the grace from God? Number one, by being humble. God gives grace to the humble. We depend on God all the time. We don't think that we are such a smart person. We depend on God. We ask God what to do. Two, by faith. We receive grace by faith. As we walk in humility, in the fear of God, we receive the grace of God by faith to help us to get the job done. Amen? I know God gives grace to me. Big time. Big, big time. In the area of my job, in the area of finances, God has given me so much grace in my life to the point now that I don't worry anymore. I don't worry because I know God gives grace to me because I know I walk in humility before the Lord. So He's going to give grace to me everywhere I go. Amen? The third thing, He wants to give you blessing. The blessing from heaven, the wisdom comes from the fear of God. The grace comes by faith and by humility. Number three, God's blessing. The blessing will overshadow you, will overtake you, will follow you everywhere you go. The blessing of the Lord comes from obedience. You need to obey what God say. If God say, join that church, help them, even though you may have to lose some benefit, maybe you get a better job in another city, get a better pay, but God say, no, you stay here to help that church. God can give you the blessing that eventually your income will be higher than you expect in another city. Amen. I'm so proud of many new believers in this room that they went to their boss and said, I'm not going to work on Sunday anymore. I'm going to go to church. I have no doubt at all because they obey the Lord. One day God is going to bless them more than what they can imagine because they decide to take the step of faith and obey the Lord. Amen? Everyone say wisdom. wisdom. Everyone say blessings. blessings. Everyone say the grace. I want to encourage all of you 
to depend on the grace and the blessing of God to pay off every debt that you have in your life. Become debt free as soon as possible. You know why? Because debt. This is what people say. People who have no financial strain have many choices. They can do many things because they have no financial strain. But people who are poor and have a lot of financial difficulties will not have many choices. There's a sticker on the back of the car. I owe, I owe. So off to work, I go. Does he want to go to work and work 10 hours a day? No, no one wants to work 10 hours a day. I want to have more time with my family and with the ministry. How we can do that? No debt. Amen? Pastor Da and I, in the past many years, we rarely bought any new clothes. We rarely bought any new shoes. We dump all the money to pay debt. We want to be debt-free. Amen? As soon as possible. So that I and her can be free to fly to Chiang Mai, to Tokyo, um, no, to Ibaraki, to many cities in the world. And when we fly there, I don't have to worry because I don't have any mortgage to pay. I don't have any debt to pay. If I can only eat two meals a day, have a pillow to sleep on, pay my electric bill, I'm happy. I know sometimes my daughter will come and say, I need a new Gucci. A new purse. I don't know the name of the purse a woman wear. <laughs> then we have to pay some. <laughs> so they can pay their own Gucci. <laughs> Is that Gucci? Is that Gucci? Okay, Gucci. Praise God. <laughs> Everyone say, out of debt, as soon as possible. Please live at your mean. Don't try to make a lot of debt. Because if you have a lot of debt, you are not free. You are bound to the creditor. And you cannot be free to serve the Lord. Amen? God is a good God. He said that if you are faithful in doing little things, He will add more to you. One of the most important things in your life about fruitfulness is to prove to God that every minute in your life is valuable to you. That you make it count every single minute. If the little hour that you have, you make it count, you live for God, you make it fruitful, God looks from heaven and He says, Wow, this person sees the value of time that I give to him or her. I will add more resources. I will add more time. I will add more things to make him or her more productive. But if you just waste your time away all the time, you don't care what God thinks about how you spend your time. God is not going to give you more resources and tools. Resources such as new car, new computer, money, people to help you, manpower, wisdom. But if you can prove to God that God, in my life, every single day, I value it. I'm going to live my life carefully to make God happy, to be fruitful for the kingdom of God. I don't mean that you cannot sleep. You have to sleep. 
I don't mean that you don't have vacation. You can have vacation. I don't mean that you cannot spend time sitting at the table eating dinner with your kids. I don't mean that you have to go out and preach the gospel all day long and never rest. I don't mean that way. But it means that every minute you leave to produce fruit. I'm going to show you the scripture. How do you produce fruit in a few minutes here? Let's look at what the scriptures say about using your time wisely for the purpose of God. Look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord. Is that the fear of God? When you fear God every day of your life, every step of your life, you walk worthy of the Lord. You want God to be happy. You want to glorify God. Fully pleasing Him. Is that the fear of God? You live your life pleasing Him, being fruitful. You see, if you live your life that way, the fear of the Lord, you will be fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So from today on, live a life that always look up to Him. God, what do you want me to do? Listen to Him. Yield to Him. Ask Him, should I do that? Shouldn't I do that? Should I go there? Shouldn't I go there? Ask Him. Everything that you do, you Make him happy. The fear of the Lord. Amen? Do you ask God every time you make any decision in your life? Should I date that person? Should I marry that person? Should I buy that house? Or you buy that house because of your flesh? Or you buy that house because you want to be fruitful for God? Do you ask the Lord everything you do to please the Lord? If you want to be fruitful in every good work, you need to live a life pleasing to the Lord. Amen? Check your heart. The Holy Spirit is in your heart. Check your heart. Ask yourself all the time. I turned down certain relationship. I turned down certain connection. Because the Lord told me, you are going to waste your precious time. Everyone say, precious time. Sometimes you need to cut off from some relationship. Because that relationship is going to eat you up every single day. Call you, eat you up, eat your energy, eat your time, everything. You have to cut that off and say, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. I have to walk away from you. Not that you don't love people. You love people. But there must be a boundary. There must be a boundary in your life so that you can have time for God. Amen? Many people waste their time away in their life. They work and work. They spend money, they spend time until they wear out. And after the whole day, they find out that they should not have done that. It's no production. You know why people are tired and fatigued all the time in America? Why people are so tired? The reason is they don't ask God. They just keep doing things without asking God. So they burn all the energy all day long without asking God. Sometimes, we have to be slow in order to be selective. And then we can be effective. Don't rush. Not every phone call that say, let's do this together is the leading of the Holy Spirit. Not every sale at the shopping mall is the leading of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Not every free dinner is the leading of the Holy Spirit. Some people will call, who oh, come to this party, it's free dinner. Oh, you jump up in the car and you drive there. 
and you waste your time because it's not the leading of the Holy Spirit. You have to be careful. Led by the Spirit of the living God. Don't waste your day in the things that God is not calling you to do. Listen to God. Be led by the Spirit of wisdom all the days of your life. You wake up, peep, 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 peep. The antenna come up. You ask God, should I do that? Should I do that? Should I call that person? Should I do anything? Should I say this? Should I say this? Should I stop doing that? Should I quit that? You ask God all day long, you're going to save a lot of wasteful days and hours and tiredness and exhaustion in your life because you will use your time wisely. Who knows the best what to do? Who knows the best what going to produce fruitfulness? Who knows the best that what going to waste your time away? Who? The Lord. And the Lord gives the greater one, the Holy Spirit, on the inside of us. If we can connect to the Holy Spirit all the time, that's why we learn how to connect to the Holy Spirit in the meeting here. When I lay hand on you, I impart the Holy Spirit into you. You learn how to hook up in the meeting. You learn how to yield when the Holy Spirit touch you. And when you walk out of this building to the shopping mall, go to your office, go to your workplace, you know how to hook up because you are trained in the meeting here, how to hook up to the Holy Spirit so that you can hear His voice. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. If we want to hook up to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of wisdom, we need to trust what the Spirit says. Sometimes He will say something that is unreasonable, but we need to trust Him. Amen? You know why in a revival meeting like this, we have a lot of unreasonable happen. People cry, people laugh, people shake, people fall down. Because God wants to deal with your flesh, deal with your reasoning. Because by reasoning, we need to look dignified. We should not fall down. We should not laugh. We should not cry. We should not get drunk. But God allow all this thing happen to our flesh to train us that the reasoning is not always right. We need to learn how to yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit, even though it's not reasonable, even though it's not logical in the eyes of people. I know that smart people sitting around here, when I lay hand and people fall down, they look, oh, what's going on here? What's going on? This is not logical. This is not reasonable. But this is a training how to hook up to the Holy Spirit. Amen? When God said, don't go there, don't say, why not? Don't go. Don't argue with Him. It's going to save you a lot of money. It's going to save you a lot of heartaches. It's going to save you a lot of problems. I remember one time, I shared this story many times. One time, the emergency room at Overlake called me up and said, oh, we have a patient who become polarized, and she has a clot in her back, and she needs an operation. The first reaction I see is the dollar sign. Dollar. Surgery. Every time I perform surgery, I can send bill and I get dollars. The dollar sign come up, but then the Holy Spirit told me, don't touch this woman. You're going to be in trouble. Whew. I don't say why not. I just say, okay, I don't want to handle this case. Could you please send her to Harborview Hospital? It's beyond my ability. I just say it like that. 
the patient did go to Harborview. Two years later, I got a letter from a lawyer. This woman sued every single doctor at Overlake that got involved in this case. I'm not sued because I didn't get involved. Praise God. Amen. Is that saving the time? Big time. If I get lawsuit, I'm going to have to sit in the court for two to three weeks giving testimony. I will not be able to see my patient. I will not be able to do the ministry. I'm going to have to sit and sit and give testimony. And it's much headache if I did not listen to the Holy Spirit. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Don't assume. Pride, assume, and presume. But humility, ask the Lord. The Lord knows the best timing, the best way, the best people, the right way, the right thing, the right place, what you should do. Amen? You remember one time Lazarus, the sister of Lazarus came to Jesus. Say, come here quickly because my brother is dying. Jesus waited until Lazarus died. And he came later on and raised the dead. In the eyes of man, this is unreasonable. Why Jesus waited until Lazarus died? Because he wants to perform a miracle. Amen? He wants to perform a miracle. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins soul is wise. What kind of fruit we produce? The fruit of life. If you produce the fruit that God is pleasing, you will have life, and people around that come to you will have life. Everyone say life. When you associate with people, are they having a heartache? Or they're having life? Are they healed? Or they are more sick? Are they happy? Or they are in trouble? The fruit of the righteous will produce the tree of life. And the tree of life includes salvation. The fruit that produces salvation, the people get saved. People come to church, make disciples. People grow. People change. You know why I decide to do the laying on of hand and the fire of God? Because I don't like band-aid. People can go to church for years and years and years, listen to the sermon, but never change. Still the same. They sit there for 10 years, they never change. Listening to the word of God. Why? Because it's just band-aid. I like the work of the Holy Spirit. When I put the fire of God into their life, the fire go in, give life, pull out the junk out, pull out the, pull out the junk, pull out the dead thing, pull out the sickness and demon and disease, and they really have life. I love this ministry because it's fruitful. Bring life to people. How many people notice since you got touched by the fire, your life has been changed quickly than before? Amen. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. The fruit that you produce is to bring people into salvation, making disciples. Amen? And then when you go to heaven, do you know that in heaven, 
there are different levels of glories. Some of you like a big star, the glory. Some of you, little, little shining star. It depends on what you do on earth here. As long as you bring souls into the kingdom, bring life into them, help them to be saved, make disciples. Lately, I do recording for Japanese and Mandarin. Each sermon, it took us three hours just to record. And then editing another two hours. By logic, it's not fun to sit there producing teaching in CD for three hours per one lesson. But I remember the scripture say, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Every time I make the recording, I see this CD and MP3 go out all over China, all over the world, go all over Japan, and people who listen, they're saved. They get set free. They become more righteous. They love God more. That voice in the CD going to bring life, going to bring the fruit that is a tree of life into people. And that one, no one can stop. Because when MP3 distribute, no one can stop. It will keep going and going and going. No one can stop the MP3 technology. It will keep going and going and bring more and more life into the world. Even after I died, that MP3 still go on. Produce life, produce fruit into the Word of God to bring life into people's life. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us pray together. Why don't you follow my prayer? Father in heaven, I want to walk in the fear of God because I need your wisdom. Fill me, Lord, with the spirit of wisdom who can tell me what to do, what not to do, where, when, how, who, whom. Lord, I want to obey you. Obey your word. Obey your voice. So that I can receive your blessing to become more fruitful in this life. Lord, I recognize that there is a time of departure. One day I will leave this world. I want to make every minute in my life count. It will be productive. It will be fruitful. Therefore, Lord, I humble myself before you to receive the grace of God, the wisdom, the grace, and the blessing will make me effective. Lord, I believe in your promise that you will add days to my life, years to my life. I will not die young. I will be healthy even when I get older so that I can continue to produce much fruit. Help us, Lord, to walk by the Spirit 
to do what the Spirit tell us to do, so that we will produce gold and silver and precious stone. On that day, Lord, when I pass through the fire of the judgment seat, I will come out glistening, shining like gold and silver. My rewards in heaven will last for eternity. Oh, Father, help us, Lord, to be fruitful. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You learned something today. How many people are gonna put it to practice? Amen. Why don't we are filled with the spirit of wisdom tonight? Amen. When you come out to be prayed for, don't come out as a tradition. Come out with hunger and say, "God, fill my life with Your Spirit. The fire of God will burn all the obstacles, all the blockages in my life that cause me not to have the life of Jesus flow into me. The vine cannot flow to the branch because of the blockages. Get rid of those, Father. Fill me up with the Spirit of wisdom. I fear You, Lord. I'm willing. I'm willing." To go through the work of the fire in my life, so that I can be more fruitful and effective for the kingdom of God. Amen. How many people say I don't want to lose my soul after I die? Raise your hand up. I want to be in heaven. Amen. You make the right choice. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Who need the wisdom? Who need? The Holy Spirit to help you guide you. We want to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And come out here to be prayed for. Amen. trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new prayer.